Hello, creative freelancers and solopreneurs. Welcome to Coaching for Creatives. If you are a photographer, videographer, writer, designer, or other creative freelancer, you have probably heard even more times than you can count, who's your ideal client? What's your avatar client? What's your, what do they say? ICP. What's your niche? You need to narrow your niche. So much of what the messaging that we get is all about knowing who your ideal client is. This week in Coaching for Creatives, we're going to explore why does knowing who your ideal client even matter? What's the big deal about it? I'm Aura McKay, and I am the founder of Business of Creativity. Welcome. I want to talk to you a little bit about the three main questions that I hear most of the time when I'm speaking to my clients or in my mastermind groups. And there's some frustration a lot of times and struggle about finding out who our ideal clients are. And the biggest resistance that I get is why would I want to exclude people? Why is excluding people going to help me get more clients? It seems like cognitive dissonance. It seems like a total logic error, right? Like I'm going to focus on just a very narrow, specific kind of client, and I'm just going to focus on attracting them and creating offers for them. And I'm just going to not even worry about all these other possible potential clients. Why would you bother doing that? It doesn't seem to make logical sense. And yet it works. It works when we focus on one particular um, client or target market or avatar. It actually works to attract them and it works to attract other clients as well. Rachel's offering, imagine if restaurants operated that way. You mean, imagine if uh, restaurants operated like everybody, we're just going to serve everything and we're not going to focus on a particular style of food or a particular ambiance or a particular type of clientele. We're going to serve like fast food, McDonald's style, plus fine dining, plus build your own plus buffet all at once, it would be chaos. One of the things that you'll notice having an avatar client does is actually helps you to be more focused in your messaging. You actually sound like and appear like you are confident and credible and an expert. And people like to do business with people who know what they're doing. They want to feel confident, especially when they're hiring a creative services freelancer because we're selling a promise we're selling something that's invisible so the more confidence that they have in your credibility in your ability to perform the more they're going to trust you the more they trust you the more likely they are to be hiring you and to be opening up their wallets for you rachel just followed up in her comment yeah like we serve all the food at all the prices probably you wouldn't go there it sounds like the mall food courts where they have lots of different restaurants and they're all different kinds of foods and they're all different kinds of prices, but you're going to throw in fine dining in the mix as well. So yeah, sometimes you want to go for a big variety, but most of the time you want to go for what you want, for the solution that you want. You want to go for the meal that you are hungry for for the thing that you think is going to solve your problems and meet your needs. And when we're faced with 
a whole bunch of choices, it's hard for us to be really confident that our choice is actually going to work for us or that, that they're going to have our choice or that they're going to be able to serve us. So the number one misconception about niching or focusing on an ideal client is that if I focus on one thing, I'm going to be saying no to all of these things. And I know it can be scary, especially if you're in the first one to three years of your business and you're thinking, I have a hard enough time attracting clients as it is. Why would I want to eliminate possible clients? And why would I want to focus on just one thing at a time? The reason why is reputation, credibility, and if you are focusing on really serving deeply, building that reputation, that relationship with one particular group of people, what happens is you build efficiencies in your business. Your marketing becomes clearer, easier, and more focused. It becomes easier to create a compelling offer or that page on your website that's going to work for you, that's going to pull in those leads, that's going to get those booking inquiries. It's going to become easier for you to close those sales because you're going to be more confident, more experienced, and more focused in your messaging and what you're offering. There is a snowball effect to being very clear. This is who I serve. Then you're able to really focus your offers, your marketing, your efficiencies, all kinds of things. And gang, just because you want to focus on serving this particular ideal client right now, maybe for the next 90 days, or six months, or this year, once this ideal client and your systems and you're consistently attracting them, you're consistently closing those clients, then you want to add another ideal client. You can expand it. You can have your primary market and your secondary market, or you can offer new services to that market. So there's room to expand when you can build a focused foundation on serving one kind of client really well. And even if you're serving one kind of client, you can offer them a variety of services and still get that kind of multiple passion ability to do lots of different things. Really appreciating you guys here live today and your comments. It makes it much more exciting for me. If you have any questions about ideal client or avatar clients or niching down, please do let me know, pop them in the comments. I'll be happy to answer them directly. I'm going to go on to my second point about why focus matters. I talked a little bit about it, that excluding clients isn't going to happen. You're going to actually attract more clients. Focusing means that you're going to create efficiencies and be more effective and be more productive. And then finally, when we say ideal client, avatar client, target market, what are we actually talking about? It can sound like very theoretical and not boots on the ground. What does it really mean to you in your business? Many of us can, I'm going to just tell a true story from when I was in photography school many, many moons ago, like almost 22 years now, I was in photography school and I had just spent 10 months learning all different kinds of aspects about my craft as a photographer. At that time, it was still 
film and it was still the dark room. So I learned how to photograph on the big viewfinder cameras, the eight by 10 cameras. I'd worked with range finders. I'd worked with 35 millimeter cameras. I'd photographed models in the studio. I photographed architecture. I photographed product. I had done a whole variety of things in learning my craft. And I was just lit up with passion about being a photographer and having this access to creative self-expression and having all of these new skills and everything that I had available to me. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to go out in the world. Now, first of all, I was a reluctant entrepreneur. I didn't actually want to start my own business. I just wanted to get paid to do work I love. Then I discovered well, there aren't a lot of jobs for photographers. So if I want to get paid, I better get going and create a business. In creating that business, I started to look at, well, what kind of photography do I want to do? I did seven graduation portfolios. The requirement was for one portfolio focused on one style or one subject that could be um, used for one area of business. I did seven different portfolios because I was passionate about all of these things. So asking me to focus on something and find a niche based on my style or based on my subject seemed almost impossible to me. So I chose to focus on usage, on the kinds of clients and people who were going to pay me. And it was a struggle to figure out what do I really need to focus on in my business? I was consumed by the struggle with how can I have still the variety of my multiple passions and loving to do all of these different things and stay focused and stay and get all the advantages of being able to be seen as a professional and have my reputation and build my credibility and get those efficiencies. How was I going to do that? So I want to talk to you about the difference between having a niche for your business and marketing to a particular ideal client. Yeah, it's hard to have only one avatar client. It is sometimes risky to niche to one if you haven't done the research or you're not confident that that market is the right match. And comments here, Julie Bernard is offering, those were the days back when I was learning photography in film school. John Goldsmith offers very good advice using this process around printing and consulting. 100%, Greg McKinnon, I guess I was an accidental entrepreneur. I think accidental entrepreneur is actually much more generous. I, I would say I was a reluctant entrepreneur. I really resisted it. I did not want to be someone who was running my own business. Ironically, because I have a background in financial management and marketing communications, but I really thought, oh, I'll be a photographer and I'll escape all of that business and marketing stuff. Little did I know that being a freelancer is almost 80% of what I did was around the business of it. And only 20% of it was around the creativity. Yeah, niching can be very scary, but I, I offer you can niche to your ideal client. Yes, but you can also niche to a style or you can also niche to a particular subject that you specialize in. I have a new BAM fam member. So a new person, I've had a whole bunch of people actually recently joined the Business Accelerator Mastermind. And this particular member is a uh, data visualization designer. She specializes in infographics. So there's a very specific kind of uh, service that she does, a very specific uh, subject that she's a specialist in, 
that could be a specialist for multiple different clients. So you can build a business around style. You can build a business around a subject. Mostly though, in marketing, it's more effective if you can at that stage focus on communicating and talking to a specific and ideal client. Our businesses can be much more of an umbrella niche where our marketing wants to be much more targeted so that we're talking directly to our specific ideal client. We're seeing this more and more as our technology gets more sophisticated and we're able to target more specifically as we're finding that people are wanting to do business with people we're finding that the relationship part is even more important and we can't build a relationship with the world we build relationships one at a time but having that ideal client in the marketing phase is really effective to focus your messaging and i want to create the distinction between a revenue stream and an ideal client because as rena really accurately pointed out many of us in the last couple of years around covid and such especially if you've been in the events industry you, your industry was gone. There just weren't any weddings. There weren't any big events. It was completely gone. Your style, your subject that you were shooting was gone. Your ideal clients were gone. When you're focused on one niche and one market, and all of a sudden that niche or market disappears, or all of a sudden things change extreme in the market, that can be really scary. There is having multiple revenue streams or having multiple different ideal clients, having a primary ideal client, secondary ideal client, tertiary ideal client, 100% for most people, that's not going to happen until you're in the three to seven years of business. I recommend build a solid foundation with one kind of message and client that you can serve really well. Once that's running consistently, where you've got your compelling offer dialed in, where your proposals are closing consistently, where you're getting the number of inquiries you want, then expanding it to a bigger um, market. And not everybody has to do this, but these are the reasons why I believe it is valuable for most um, creative freelancers to pick an ideal client to focus on, and it won't exclude people. You'll still get those inquiries that seem like completely outfield. I specialize in working with creative services industries, freelancers, and I still get people who are VAs, or I get people who are coaches, and I get people who are consultants who are attracted to my messaging. So don't worry about not about excluding too many people, you're still likely to attract a lot of variety and clientele, but you're going to get the benefit of being seen for your reputation as an expert, for building that credibility in your marketplace, for being able to have an easier time in creating your offers, your marketing message, your proposals, and being able to create efficiencies within your business. So that's my thoughts. I'd love to hear anybody else if you have had an experience like Rena was offering where having an ideal client did not work for you. If you're still confused about how do I niche my marketing versus niching my business. If you're confused when I say niche, I actually mean niche. Some people say niche, some people say niche. You know exactly what I'm talking about. This has been a great session. I really enjoy it when there's uh, lots of participation. This is a really important piece 
of being effective in your marketing and getting clients that you love and doing work that inspires you is getting dialed in on who are those clients that you actually love and what is the kind of work that is going to inspire you most and that they're going to pay for. But we're going to talk some more about that. I do have a fantastic mini course that I have created just to answer those specific questions to teach you exactly how to create your compelling offer and exactly how to create proposals that don't get you ghosted and that will help you close more sales. So that's coming up next week. There's possibly going to be another session in August, but definitely check out the link that I'm going to post in the comments section and join me live for make freelance offers that close next week. It's $7 gang. It's going to be totally worth it. I will see you all here next week. I'm Aura McKay. I'm the founder of Business of Creativity. Thank you for joining me for Coaching for Creatives this week. <music>